Hi guys, and welcome back to the La Fantasista podcast. Uh, this week, me and our recurring co-host, Gergs, will be discussing the upcoming Champions League games. There are some very, very tasty ties, and we'll also be discussing some of the games that happened last weekend, as it seems to be happening every game week. There was important twists and turns in basically every league. So, hi Gergs, um, hey. let's dive into it. Glad to be uh, Let's get started. Yeah. Um what was your favorite game of the weekend? Um probably our Madrid game because obviously we won, so I enjoyed that. And I thought we played really well in the first half. Second half, um we almost went three 0 but Mendy was like a foot offside, but I'm still happy with a clean sheet and two goals, so yeah, it's I'd pick that as my favorite game of the week. Yeah, same. Um, I think we played very, very good and gives me a lot of hope going into Atalanta because, honestly, I've not been having a lot of hope for Real Madrid recently. We were on a pretty terrible run of form. Like, I think we we had one win in five games until the Huesca game and just really, really not playing good football. A lot of questions over Zidane, but as seems to happen, we start turning up against a little harder teams. So clean yeah. sheet, 2-0 wins versus Getafe and Valencia. And do you think this makes us clear favorites versus Atalanta? Because people might have had doubts before, but what do you think now? I think we are favorites, but not clear favorites, just because our squad is so thin right now. We have so many players injured and more just get injured literally every single game. And these are like first first place or first team players we're talking about getting injured all the time. So um, I think we still have the overall quality to beat Atalanta, although they're a really well-attacked side and we, won't, we don't have Sergio Ramos. And we know how that goes when we don't have Ramos in the Champions League. But um, yeah, I think we should have the quality to get past Atalanta. Yeah, especially with that Papu Gomez, they're definitely a different side because he was their captain. But I'm definitely really worried about Real Madrid at the moment because our next game is Valladolid. And without Jovic, Brahim, Kubo, like all these young guys that are on loan as well as Odegaard, we don't really have that many rotation options. They can't just really play our academy kids. And after that, in the next like uh, less than two weeks, we play Atalanta, Sociedad, and Atletico Madrid away. So... It's not a good schedule for us at all, especially with all the injuries. I don't think any of the any of the important players besides maybe Rodrigo return in that period. So Valverde. Yeah, Valverde is kind of like on and off. It says a few weeks he'll be back and then he's not even on the bench. So it's a bit confusing. I mean, I fucking hate our medical team. They're honestly a disgrace. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, La Liga, despite us winning and despite Barcelona winning, I think Atletico are still running away with it, like with ease. <laughs> they have a game in hand that they're going to play on Wednesday. And if they win that, they go, um, they go eight points clear and then they still have another game in hand on us. So do you think... Our and Barcelona's recent form is going to change anything in the title race, or do you think Atletico are just too far gone? I think it's just going to take something massive for 
Madrid and Barcelona to get back in the race, like a maybe like a really bad run of like five games for Atletico, which looks really uh, unlikely because their defense is, um, by the stats, by far the best in the league. And then obviously they have who I think is the best player in the league this season, Suarez playing, and he's he's on fire right now. So yeah, I don't I think Atletico will be taking this one comes May. Yeah, probably. Um, I think a dark horse for maybe second place is Sevilla. Um, a lot of they've kind of been under the radar, but at the moment they're on seven clean sheets in a row. They're two zero up versus Barcelona in the Copa del Rey, so they have a away trip there. But you know, with how good their defense has been recently, you'd probably bet on them holding on to a two goal lead. And they do have Dortmund, but there's probably never been a better time to play Dortmund. They have Thorgan Hazard, Munir, Berkey, Schmelzer, Pischek, Zagadu, Witzel, like just so many injuries, as well as the defense generally just not performing well. So I think Sevilla are actually, like with the current form that they're on, I think they have one loss in 19 games, and 16 of those were wins. I think like 13 of them were clean sheets. So I mean... With the form they're on, I can see them going to the Copa del Rey final, beating Dortmund with fair ease. I mean, I think it'll take Holland and Sancho to do something magical. Um, but do you see them finishing second? Because personally, I do. I don't think so. Because um, at the end of the day, it's just Barca and Madrid have so much experience and a lot of quality in their squads. Like, as long as you have Messi on your team, you should be... You should be um, doing really well in the league, which I think they are doing right now. And I think they will finish above Sevilla at the end of the season in Madrid. Um, we just we have a lot of injuries right now, but it, it'll probably just get better because a lot of our players are coming back, like Rodrigo, who I think uh, is our best winger at the club, and then Valverde, who's a very good midfielder on his day. I think he's he can be world-class on, when he's on form. And I think once we start getting some of our players back into the squad, Hazard's coming back. I don't know how long he'll last, but <laughs> <laughs> he'll probably get injured after another 20 minutes of playing. But yeah, I think I think Madrid and Barca will both finish above Sevilla. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's definitely like not controversial to say that. Uh, my thinking just comes from the fact that they've conceded only three less goals, uh, three more goals than Atletico, so. Their defense is actually very, very, very good. Um, their attack is, I think, tied for fifth best in the league, but it's been picking up recently. Yusuf and Nassiri scoring two hat-tricks recently. Um, a lot of their other forwards are kind of coming into form. Ocampos will be coming back from injury, so definitely keep an eye out on them. Um, elsewhere in Ligue uh, Lille and Leon both failed to win their games this weekend. Leon actually lost at home, while PSG won their games. So, do you think this like fully makes sure that PSG won't will win the league? Because I mean they're second, but they're only one point off Lille now and ahead of Leon. I mean, I I think PSG were gonna win regardless, even if this weekend um their competitors didn't drop points, Leon and Lille. But uh, yeah, even even with Neymar gone, I don't think 
I just don't see any other team but PSG winning it at the end of the season. Yeah, my my thinking with uh, Leon has been that um, since they don't have any European football, and PSG obviously has tough games versus Barcelona, if they get through that, I'm sure they're going to have a lot of difficulty, and they don't really have a particularly deep squad. Neymar gets injured a lot, and obviously he's injured right now, so... I do have doubts over them winning, but I still think they're the favorites. Um, in Bundesliga, though, probably Bayern look like they're going to win it, but the top four race is more interesting than ever. Uh, the main one we should talk about probably is Dortmund. Do you, do you think they're going to finish outside of Champions League football this season? I think so, especially if if the, if they continue this kind of form. They're defense is woeful and um they have a lot of injuries like you mentioned earlier and it's really just been holland and central performing recently so and that's just not enough because you need good midfield good defense and they just don't have those two parts of their team delivering right now so yeah and bundesliga is a the top four is a very close race and very competitive so i don't i think Dortmund will probably miss out this season yeah, I mean you have you have Holland on eighteen goal contributions, Sancho on eleven, and it just doesn't seem to be enough. Like the whatever it is, if it's the deep midfielders not protecting the team well, or if it's the central defenders, or Roman Berkey's been pretty poor this season as well. He has, I think, one of the lowest save percentages. But whatever it is, Dortmund just can't defend, and when you can't defend, I don't think you'll make top four there. Six points off Wolfsburg and Frankfurt, who are kind of like dark horses going into this race. Uh, Frankfurt have a really great attack, while Wolfsburg have a really great defense. Um, And they both have a six-point gap on Dortmund. They've both beat them this season as well, I'm pretty sure. So, Oh, actually, Frankfurt tied, sorry. But I don't think they'll make top four either. It would take a defensive resurgence, which... With the injuries, I just don't really see happening. Um, moving on to Syria uh, really quickly. Do you think the tide of the title cha- title race changes due to the Juventus loss to Napoli, the Spezia win over Milan, and the emphatic 3-1 win that Inter had over Lazio? Well, um, I don't, I'm not sure if the tide changes because... I think the I think it's gonna be a three or four horse race until the very end, maybe like last two or three games between Inter, AC Milan, Juve, and maybe Roma. So um, I think yeah, obviously Inter are very happy right now. They're they're sitting first in the league, but I I just can't pick out a favorite between Inter, AC Milan, and Juventus to win the league right now. So yeah, we'll just have to see what happens there. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I would like to mention, though, is that the play, the teams that are second to sit seventh, Milan, Roma, Juventus, Napoli, Atalanta, and Lazio, are all still in Europe, and all and two of them still have cup games, which is Atalanta and Juventus. They have the final to play, but Inter do not have any more cup games for the rest of the year, so. They're literally just every weekend show up and play a league game. And but 
Um, sorry, but I think that if Inter win the Milan Derby next weekend, which is a really, really big game, Milan's technically the home side, but obviously they share a stadium. I think if Inter wins that game, they have the league title under wraps. They have like by far the best attack. They have a good defense as well. And just having less games, having less fixture congestion, and they have a deep squad too. I, th- I think they have it, to be honest. Yeah, that's a good point that you bring up, that they have no other games other than league this season. Um, and then uh, Juventus will probably be hoping that the Milan sides draw. And then that'll that'll boost their uh, league standings a lot in terms of closing down the gap between the between the teams. But yeah, like if Inter win, I think they'll be big favorites ahead of AC Milan, especially going into the going to the end of the league. Yeah, and I th- I think actually next weekend will be really important in terms of top four race too. Um, Napoli and Atalanta play each other again, which is like a redo of the cup games that they had um, Benevento and Roma play each other so Roma you'd have to consider them favorites because Benevento are like near relegation and then Crotone uh, is away to Juventus so you'd expect Juve and Roma to win and if there's like a tie between Atalanta and Napoli like the top four just gets closer and closer so for me Italy is actually probably the second most entertaining league this season what do you think about that? Yeah, I think I think it's in my opinion it's the most entertaining because they have a big seven in the league, and like the like the number like from Juventus all the way down to Atalanta, like you said in the table it's so close, and yeah I just I just think it's such an entertaining league you can't really pick out a winner, on like in other leagues you can in other in the other top five leagues you can already pretty much. Um, predict the winner I, I don't think you can in the Serie A at all and yeah who knows how the top four will finish who will win the league I think I've been enjoying um, keeping my eyes on the Serie A season so far yeah and then just quickly touching on the Premier League Man City just do not stop winning with clean sheets um, 3-0 win versus Spurs Davidson Sanchez eating grass uh, Leicester beating Liverpool three one. Uh, did you catch the game? I I watched the highlights. I did not watch the game. Uh, Allison Becker, man. Oh, oh my god! At it again. This, this guy. I I don't know what's wrong with him. I saw I saw this hilarious tweet that said he ran out because he read kebab instead of kabak. I was I was literally <laughs> rolling on the floor. Uh. Yeah, I mean, that was just horrible. I have no clue, no clue what he's doing, like, 30 yards outside of his goal. Like, no one asked you to go there. The space isn't even open. Like, there's a defender standing there. If if maybe if the defenders were far and he went and missed the ball, you'd be like, okay, it's just an accident. But Kabak had it fully under control. And, I mean, he just gifts them a goal and Barnes finishing off very well. Yeah, go, going back to that um, Allison uh, play, and he when he came out like, okay, you can come out, but he didn't even communicate, and that's what led to the led to Kabak. I think it was who got the last touch, giving the ball away. Just and it was all Allison's fault because he can see the whole play. Kabak doesn't know Allison's coming there, and he just they end up losing the ball for Vardy to just walk the ball into the net, 
yeah. Um, I don't really, I don't really know where Liverpool go from this. Uh, thankfully, I'd say Klopp hasn't resigned. Although, if his mental health requires that, um, I hope he does resign because the owners really don't deserve a manager like him. But uh, we'll segue from that onto the Champions League games because obviously Liverpool play tomorrow versus Leipzig. Uh, what are your thoughts on this game? This is tough because if when the draw happened, you would definitely say, oh, Liverpool will take this with ease. But obviously they've been horrific this year in 2021. So this is a tough game. Liverpool obviously suffering a lot of injuries. And uh, Leipzig are doing well in the league. They're second, right? Yeah, yeah. They're second, and they have the best defense in the league, like, by far. So, Leipzig are a really strong team. And, I mean, I think when it comes to this particular tie, you're always going to have Liverpool as favorites, especially considering the 5-0 win of Manchester United over Leipzig. But, um... I honestly think that Leipzig winning should not come as a surprise to anyone. Like, their defense is good enough to contain the attacking threat because it's been basically non-existent from uh, Firmino and Mane. And then their attack, they're so fluid. They're so fast. They have young, hungry players who are willing to press. It's kind of like what we saw from Liverpool two, three seasons ago. And I think that, especially with the state of the squad, the state of Klopp, uh, I'm not going to be shocked at all if Leipzig are the winners in this tie. Yeah, I think this one will be a toss-up. I think um, I could be wrong, of course, but I think it'll just it'll be a close tie between over the two legs. Yeah, uh, I'm actually going to predict Leipzig to win this, but which could bite me. But I'm not going to. I'm not going to be shocked if Liverpool win for sure either because they're still a good team. But with all the injuries and stuff, my prediction is just going to go Leipzig's way. Yeah, I'll I'll probably go with Leipzig as well. Yeah, uh, Barcelona PSG, uh, who do you think takes this tie? Gee, I would have a week ago, I would have said PSG are definitely favorites. But obviously their best player is is out. Because (laughs) because of Poch, man. Why yeah. are you playing him? Starting him against a second division team in a cup game. Round of 64 cup game. Yeah, like... No explanation for that. But yeah, he's out. Might even miss the second leg. And um, I think I think going tomorrow, since Barca are home as well, I think Barca are the favorites to maybe go to the second leg with maybe a one-goal one advantage. Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely possible, but... The one thing that I want to say about like Barca's recent form is obviously it's been good. Uh, they've lost, they've won seven league games in a row at this point, but some of their results like definitely should have their fans concerned. They concede so many goals. They concede way too much. They lost, and it, and they've been bottling like every important moment. If that makes sense, like when they were playing the Super Cup final, three two loss to Athletic, who whose manager had just joined them. Like, they've been good under Marcelino, but it's been under a month since he's been there. They obviously lost the first leg of the Copa del Rey to Sevilla. They shipped three goals to Granada, who are not a good attacking side. And yes, they made a great comeback, 
But if uh, the Colombian Luis Suarez puts that chance away, and on the last minute it's a three-two and they're gone, so yeah, I don't, I don't particularly think that that was great performance. And even versus Alaves, like they scored a few nice goals, but they still conceded two big chances on their goal with a team that's. I mean, obviously, they beat us earlier in the season, but a team that's a really, really poor attacking side. So, Yeah, and the, the one goal they conceded was just a massive defensive error, and you're not going to want to do that against Mbappe, especially with his pace going against the likes of Busquets and um, Lenglet and Umtiti, who ju- they just can't keep up with his pace. So they're, they're going to they're gonna pay if they make mistakes like that. Yeah, um, Porto, Juve, honestly, just Juve. <laughs> no, yeah. not, not much to say about it. Hopefully Porto can score a lot of goals in this time. Yeah, and he's a stat pad. Uh, <laughs> Porto, like, they, they have four, four successive draws in a row. So they're not coming into this with any sort of form. They just conceded two goals to, I think, the team that's yet yeah, not bottom of the table, but tied for bottom of the table, Boa Vista. So, I mean, a home draw versus them. They have a few injuries here and there. Like, I don't really think they have a chance in this game. Yeah, if Juve don't make it out one, I think Ronaldo's seriously going to consider leaving in the summer. Yeah, he scored, like, all their goals, right? In the in the knockouts, he scored all their goals since he's joined. One. He's joined, yeah. Yeah. Um, Sevilla Dortmund, we kind of touched on it earlier, but I... I, it's a hard one to predict. I'd say it's one of the hardest ones to predict, but for me, it's going to be Sevilla. Yeah, going off form, you have to say Sevilla. Uh, Lazio, Bayern. Now, uh, obviously, when you think about it off the top of your head, you're like, okay, yeah, obviously Bayern, but as we saw today, their defense just does not stop being bad. And one thing that Lazio can do is they can turn up and they can have a good attacking performance. Do you do you give them any hope, or you just think you uh sorry Bayern are just too good? Well, I think they can have some hope, but um, Bayern just overall still have so much quality in their team, especially going forward. Obviously, Lewandowski probably been the best player in the world this past year and a half, and you can't really count him out. And um, yeah, I think Byron will be taking this one, even though you got to factor in their awful defense. Like Neuer has five clean sheets in t- in twenty one Bundesliga games this season. Um, but yeah, I, I still think Byron will take it with their attacking force. Yeah, um, I I definitely think they will win, but I definitely also am not completely discounting Lazio because. They're they're an interesting team. Immobile is a great forward. Obviously, won the European Golden Boot last season. Um, yeah, so probably I still edge towards Bayern. But next game, Atletico versus Chelsea. Now, obviously, Chelsea set hard last month, and since then they've been on a crazy run of form. Not playing a bunch of great teams like yeah, Spurs away is a hard game, but. Mourinho's defensive setup, they got a penalty, so easy for them to counter a defensive team with defending. But they've conceded zero goals from an opponent with their only goal being conceded being a Rudiger own goal. And they've won five in a row. 
but do you think that Atletico are just too good for them? Um, I think Atletico are definitely the favorites. I think they're obviously, as we said earlier, by far the best team in Spain right now. And if if Lampard was still in charge, I'd say, yeah, it's done and dusted. Atletico will definitely go through. But with Tuchel, they're very um, solid defensively. And, yeah, and Atletico are... They can be. They can also be a very terrorist type of team. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this could be a very boring tie, but it can also be a very entertaining one. And yes, I think if Luis Suarez can turn up, which and at Barca he actually didn't really turn up that often in the uh, in the knockout stages. But if he can do it, I don't see Atletico not going through in this one. Yeah, I I don't necessarily discount Tuchel because he is a flexible manager. I think he's a good manager, but Atletico just just seem a bit too strong for me. And I think if he'd taken the job like maybe two months earlier, they could have more of a chance. But I, 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 my bet will be on Atletico. Uh, Gladbach versus City? Um, easily Manchester City. I think they might even ship like six or seven past them during the, over these two legs. Yeah, uh, I mean, the the thing you have to say about Gladbach is they're definitely a really, really good team. The only team that outscored them in the qualifying state, or sorry, the knockouts, uh, the group stages, sorry about <laughs> that, um, was actually Bayern Munich. They scored 16 goals, uh, a lot of which were versus Shakhtar, but can't discount them because they beat us twice. <laughs> uh, I mean... Yeah, like I don't think Gladbach are a poor team, but they're having a mixed season. Obviously, they just did one of the most tin pot things that I could ever imagine, and yeah. they announced <laughs> their manager going to their direct rivals uh, at the end of the season. And I think that might have a psychological impact on them that will not be good. Um, and I mean, the City's defense is. Let me just let me just tell you their stats because I don't I don't know if you've fully deeped how crazy it is. In the league, they've played 23 games and they've conceded 14 goals with five of them coming in one game. And I think three of them being penalties or maybe even four of them being penalties. So they've about five, six open play goals in the entire season in the league. That's incredible. It's unbelievable. And then in the Champions League, which is something that went under the radar, they won five of their games in the group stages, and they kept five clean sheets, conceding one goal. That was against all bums, though. To be fair, they, they uh, yeah, obviously, like they, their group was easy, but the, also it was their B team playing. So if their B team can keep that many clean sheets in Champions League games, like I think they might set a record for the amount of clean sheets kept in a campaign because. I mean, one goal conceded so far. Like, I, yeah. I, I think Gladbach will be a much bigger test to them, but I don't see Man City like getting knocked out by Gladbach. I, th- I think yeah. they might roll them over, as you said. Yeah, cool. And Gladbach actually, like Rosa, is leaving at the end of the season, so they might not fire him. But they have games versus Man City, Leipzig, Dortmund, Leverkusen, and then Man City again. So you could see them go on a run of like five games lost in a row, which would be horrible. But I guess their manager's already gone, that 10-pot club. So, 
And then the last game, Real Madrid Atalanta. We already touched on it a little bit. We're betting for our boys. Yep. Yeah, I think so too. And the Europa League, there's just too many teams at this point to talk about all of them. So I just wanted to highlight the two big ties, probably I'd say, involving the biggest teams. Uh, Arsenal and Benfica, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, I think this is a really good tie. Probably the best one of this in the Europa League for this round. Um, obviously, Arsenal won against Leeds. They put four past them and then conceded two. So they're coming off a positive, um, positive last match. But um, obviously, Benfica are still a solid team. So this is gonna be a this could be a close one. But I, I'd still pick Arsenal. Yeah, the reason I'm going to back Arsenal on this one is not necessarily because I think they're great, because I think they've been appalling this season. Like, they probably, with the squad they have and with the manner they've lost some of the games, they should be in the contention for top four. But, I mean, some of the results and some of the finishing especially has been just embarrassing. And... They're kind of just lucky that Benfica's having a really off season. They're fourth in the league. They're not scoring a lot or conceding like too many. So they're a bit of like they're good attackingly, they're good defensively, but they're not great at either one. And the one saving grace for Benfica fans though is that their squad has just been ravaged by COVID all year. Their captain got a knee injury in October, which ruled him out for the season. So now I think for this game, I think their entire squad has actually recovered from COVID. I don't think they have any active cases anymore. Whilst Arsenal have Tierney, Partey, and possibly Aubameyang, depending on the extent of that injury he got versus Leeds. So I do give a prayer to Benfica, but I think Arsenal will still go through just because they have better depth. Not more, but better depth. Yeah, I think if Aubameyang could play on Thursday, um, I think that's a massive boost for Arsenal. Obviously, he's coming off a hat-trick. If not, they'll probably play Martinelli, you think? Um, I think it, I think up top it will be Lacazette. Uh, Lacazette's been better than Aubameyang this season. A lot of Arsenal fans have a tough time admitting that because they have an agenda on three times three. <laughs> but honestly, like, there's no reason for anyone to be saying that Aubameyang's having a better season than Lacazette. Lacazette's played less league minutes, has the same amount of goal contributions in the league, and his overall game is just so, so, so much more than Aubameyang. And especially if there's a bit of an injury issue, I don't have any problem with Lacazette starting up top. And one player I'd definitely start is um, Odegaard next to Saka and maybe Smith-Rowe or probably Pepe on the left because I think that Odegaard can can find a groove like he did last season. And when he does find that form, when he gets into like a rhythm, he's honestly an unstoppable player. Yeah, and he's only played like 120 minutes at Arsenal. So the more he can play, the the better it will be for him to get some form going on. And I think he'll be great for the team. 
Yeah, and then let's segue actually to Odegaard's old team. The last game we'll be discussing, Real Sociedad versus Man United. Obviously, Real Sociedad are, as we know, the, the Borussia Dortmund of Spain. <laughs> they're, they're such bottlers. It's crazy. They bottled top four last season. They barely even made top six. This season, they were flying high, top of the table, and their form just fell off a cliff in, in December time. I think it was probably fixture congestion because obviously they had the Europa League games. They had a really tough group. They had Napoli. They had uh, AZ Alkmaar. But but recently, it's recovered a little bit. They're unbeaten in their last four league games. They won two of them. Isaac getting a lot of goals at the moment. Um, do you do you think they have a chance in this, or are United just too good? For um, I, th- I think they have a chance, just because United's defense can be atrocious sometimes with Lindelof, who obviously got mugged for a header last in the weekend. I, I honestly yeah. couldn't believe people were saying it's a foul. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, maybe he pushes into him, but not every piece of contact is a foul. Yeah, he just got out-muscled. And then, obviously, Maguire is no stranger to making mistakes, and Isaac's a quick player, so you never know what can happen there. But, yeah, I think United are, just, are still much better of a team when you're looking at overall quality. So, yeah, there's that. Yeah, I'm I'm probably going to edge towards United as well. Um, but their their schedule is is actually crazy right now. So, obviously they failed to win their last two, two league games. Actually they've only won one out of the last five, which was a 9-0 win, so <laughs> crazy crazy. Not a bad win to get. Yeah. Not a bad. Win. Yeah, crazy. But I thought I thought they thoroughly deserved to probably even lose to West Brom. And now they have the two Sociedad games sandwiched in between them as Newcastle, who are, are a pretty bad team generally, but recently they've had some good results, so could be could be a package for a tired team. Yeah, sorry, what were we saying? Callum Wilson is injured, though. Yeah, Callum Wilson being injured might be actually something that relegates them. I think Josh Maja going to Fulham. And obviously getting an important brace, that'll be great for his confidence. And Fulham are definitely like just a better team than Newcastle. But they might have just started this great run of form just too late in the season. Like they lost just too, too many points in the beginning. But I do think that with Josh Maja there, if they can get some goals and some wins on board, Newcastle could get relegated. But um, after that, Manchester United have consecutive games versus Chelsea, City, West Ham, Leicester in the Cup. So, I mean, I think these two games for Sociedad will be really, really important for Ali because he needs to rescue his job, kind of. And we know he always turns into prime Ferguson when he needs to do that. So, yeah, I think United will go through. I think Spurs will coast through. Um, there's a lot of other interesting games, but I think we'll just conclude it at that for the predictions. And just to end off the podcast, the Fantasista of the week will be Tony Cruz. Uh, what do you have to say about this man's recent form? I mean, it's not just, yeah, it's not just this last game being the reason why he's getting this award. It's been this past, like, five games. Obviously, he's a center mid. He doesn't get many goals and assists, but in this last 
four or five games. He has five goal contributions, and he's just been creating chances left and right. And so, yeah, he's been amazing this past like these past few games. So, yeah, very deserved award. Yeah, he got five chances created versus Valencia, six versus Huesca, uh, six versus Levante, and then he also got two assists versus Deportivo. So his form has really picked up when it comes to like creating chances and getting assists. And yeah, he definitely deserves to be the Fantasista of the week. Like some of the assists he gets are just beautiful. His crossing off corners is amazing. Like it's honestly just a joy to watch. And yeah, obviously Modric has been good recently too, but deservedly so Cruz is our Fantasista of the week. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Gergs, and we'll see you soon, I'm sure. Yeah, see you. All right, Hala Madrid, please, 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 <laughs> please be Atalanta, just please. <laughs> All right, bye, man. Bye.